Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. Hey! And A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Posada's throw. Roberts safe. What can I say? Just dip my heart and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome to episode 67. Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. John Senecal, myself, Brian Shackman, your host as always. You know, fresh off the John Sterling episode, which was great. Yeah, I, that was that was fun. That was fun. You were nervous. I was a little nervous. I could tell I mean, in your you could, voice you were nervous. Yeah, but I mean, you don't you don't want to mess up when you're talking to that caliber of person. I you don't. Know? I, mean, I don't care. I mess up all the time. Yeah, but you're used to messing up because you do it more than I do. <laughs> that's the thing that's funny about about broadcasting is that if you try for perfection, it's it makes it tougher. If you like, for me especially because I don't have great voice. I don't have a great voice for radio. But if you realize you're gonna screw up no matter what, for me it kind of is. A release. Yeah. You know, it makes me more comfortable knowing that I'm going to screw up all the time. But it was great. And we want to thank Matt Sorois, uh producer, for, for bringing John in. Hopefully we'll check in with him during the season. Hopefully we'll get to use his tickets. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> he gets four a game. He's this often they don't get used. You know what my favorite part of that interview is? One of my favorite parts was how he talked about how he used to take the bus right to the front of the polo grounds for games. Right. It's, I mean, can you imagine that? Like, just being able to just get on a bus and just—I mean, it probably wasn't a long bus ride either. No, I just—it brings me back to like I kind of wish that I was an emerging baseball fan growing up in like the '30s, '40s, or '50s. Like this, with that the, access, the, the romance of it too was just yep. amazing. Skip school with a nickel in your pocket and go to a game. Right. You know what I mean? I, there's something about that fedora era, as I like to call Skip it. Skip school now, and you got a silver alert. Yeah, and then you got to <laughs> steal money from or your mom's Amber alert, whatever. or you got to get the credit card or mom's Venmo or whatever because it's so expensive. Anyway, John and I today we're going to just sort of get a little bit of a reset with how we feel about our teams. We have to talk about the Trevor story. Uh, deal with the Red Sox. I, I have some opinions on it. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Correa goes to the Twins for $100 million guaranteed. I think it's a Scott Boris move, to be honest. Park him there. Get him his money so that yep. no matter what happens with Carlos Correa's life, he's going to be wealthy forever, and then he can get a five-year deal that Boris can get all of yeah. it of in the next deal. We'll, he has choices every year, basically. Yeah, and Luke Voigt, uh, obviously gone to the Padres, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But let's just start here as we start off with our spring how do you feel about your your boys? Um, I mean, I think, you know, it's really too early to talk about the pitching. I mean, they have a good mix of pitching with lefties and righties. I mean, I'm not too concerned about that. I'm still 
I'm still nervous about the hitting. I mean, you but when far, those guys are, if you have Stanton, and, I'm not not so much Stanton. Stanton is more of like you just got to keep him healthy, and if he can play the field, um, that is important. I know he's going to be playing the field in a game coming up, maybe today or tomorrow. Um, but I'm more concerned about a is Hicks going to be okay? Because I mean, he is going to be your center fielder. He's a switch hitter, and you need his left-handed bat in the lineup um, when when warranted. Um, and Gallo, I mean, listen. You can say all you want about Joey Gallo, but the guy's like a 206 career hitter. I mean, he's not the guy you want in a clutch situation, right? And if you don't have someone to bring in in that clutch situation, I'd be a little bit worried too. And who's he protecting in the lineup? That's another thing. I mean, he batted behind Judge at some point last year, I believe. So, I mean, come on. That is a huge question mark. Say what you want about his defense. He's there to hit home runs, but he needs to not be striking out as much or rolling over. Here's my thing on on him really quick, because I think that when you're in Texas or wherever he was, you can sort of toil in anonymity, and those things aren't considered a big factor because the team rarely And you wow when you hit a long home run. But when you're contending, that stuff matters. And if he's going to get good pitches because they're going to pitch around Judge and Stanton, he's going to have to bat 250. And I mean, he's like basically being a butt of jokes himself, saying, you know, like he can't wait till 2023 when he doesn't have to deal with the shift. But still, you have to hit the ball, and he yeah. doesn't hit the ball a lot. Right. Yeah, he's got to shift his approach. So, I, I mean, again, I, I, I wanna, I'm going to push you on one thing, and then we'll get to the Red Sox. I mean, again, it's early in the spring. We're still just starting up, and I, I don't read much into spring games, but the Yankees could easily fit. Now, you could finish fourth in the AL East and still make the playoffs. Yep. With 12 teams you now. You certainly can, but it it certainly seems like the days of just Red Sox, Yankees, duking it up for first place are over for the for, and we saw And we saw this last year too, Brian. You don't want to be that team that's being talked about as not being able to do it, right? I mean, the Yankees had that all last year while the Red Sox were the team that everybody was surprised. They were overachievers, and the Yankees were like, what's going on? What's going on? That, that weighs on you, right? You don't want that. Right. You know, so yes, again, right now on paper, they are a third or fourth place team. And again, the the Red Sox aren't that great either on paper, but the Yankees, I feel like, are a little bit worse. Well, it's funny because you talk about the the hitting. I actually, now the Donaldson deal with Rizzo, you take those two with Judge and Stanton. I mean, I I still think that there's a lot to fear in that lineup. I I mean, mean, so to me, the pitching is like, I don't know. And so like... I'm not sure what to make to make of that Yankees because if they're healthy and everyone's going, they have certainly have the bats. Now the Red Sox, we might as well combine that with Trevor Story. I mean, everyone I heard Swooping a, in. a lot of people. Th- first of all, they they were rumored to be in on everything, everybody, but yeah. which was them they them trying to convince their fans they were in on it and they were in on nothing. So I didn't read much into them being in on Story because. I just assumed they were doing it to get decent publicity with their fan base because they don't do big signings. Well, then get them for, you know, six, what is it, six, six 140. Years. I question, like, why not just get Freeman? Like, I just don't understand. Maybe they couldn't get Freeman. Maybe he didn't want to come to Boston. I don't know. Well, that's but- the thing. I don't think Freeman was going to New York or Boston. Once Atlanta gave up on him, I, I'll say gave up, right? Because well, we weren't going to pay him. From what we heard, that Freddie didn't know that they were going to trade for Olsen, but whatever. However, that went down. He wasn't coming to New York or Boston, I'm guessing, if it okay. wasn't Atlanta, right? So I always said the same thing about it. Why Why are we giving Donaldson $50 million over two years when you could have given Freeman $90 million over th- three years? So what I'm trying to figure out is, is this, this signing story, who's a shortstop, and I will just tell you, I, I looked into it because I felt like I had to. Now, again, Chaim Bloom knows more than me. They have better data analysts than me, but I just look at last season where if you play for the Colorado Rockies, it's also obviously pretty friendly at home with the thin right. air. I mean, we don't have to talk about that. Everyone knows. But 
he batted 203 on the road. I mean, his his He's a Gallo on the his, road? His OPS on the road is 700. I mean, he actually hit, he hit more home runs on the road than he did at home, and per at bat, he actually was had more power. Now, this is last year, right? Yeah, he had a he had a bad year last but year. But the bottom line is, he hit three hundred at home, and, and the reason why he was bad last year is because he stunk on the road. And so my 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 point is is that uh, I hope they factored in. I guess his spray chart is such that he'll hits hit the ball over. He'll he'll hit a ton off and the wall. He hits the ball hard. So stuff that was home runs, maybe all in the Colorado. stuff John Sterling that don't talk about right. launch angle and exit velo. The thing is, I don't love launch angle or exit velocity, but I do think the spray charts tell a story. Yeah, and where you're going to hit the ball. Well, that's how A Rod was. I mean, he they always say when a good right-handed hitter hitting good, they're hitting the ball to right center field. Sure, right, and that's how Alex Rodriguez. I mean, he would destroy balls to right center field. All good right-handed hitters, if they can hit the opposite way. I mean, you watch Aaron Judge; he hardly ever pulls home run balls, and when he does, they go a, a freaking mile. But most of his home runs are center or right center field. Well, they have him saying that they get a lot off the monster for for a righty hitter. But I mean, the bottom line is is that stuff that would have been a home run somewhere else, and often in Fenway is a, a single or a double. I just don't. I don't. The real question I have for you f- from a distance is, what does this say about Xander Bogarts? They say he's going to Trevor Story is going to play second base, which is fine. And then you have you know Devers at third, Bogarts at short, and Story. At second, and say you'll go with some Dahlbeck. sort of doll back. If and if he has, if he plays like he did in the last third of the season last year, I mean, outside of the playoffs, I, I he looks so great. He's one of those guys. Like I look at and like you know, Rico Bronia is a good friend and friend of the program. Like when Rico got up as a lefty, his swing was so good. You thought he was gonna get a great hit every time. Yeah. Now it's not the case, but like Dahlbeck's swing and his body, like he looks like. A great, he has a chance to be yeah. a great hitter. But Red either Sox way, have got a nice lineup. But what do you think about? Does this mean Bogarts is gone? I mean, no, what's he got? Two more years? This think, year, and next year? Yes, I think that's it's it. So I mean, listen, he's Xander Bogarts is a great player, right? I mean, he's a good, he's a good player. Or maybe the data says and as a shortstop, he's not good. I don't enough. think Trevor Story's taking his position at shortstop. If that's what you're asking. And you don't In think two it's years, some sort I don't think of story insur- is moving over to shortstop. I think story is so. lucky right now that he's got his position at second because there's questions about his arm, his elbow. Listen, story's a good player, but he's going to have to play second base. He's going to get the reverse Gary uh, Glaber Torres. He's going to be able to handle it. I would think so. If you can play shortstop in the majors, I would hope you could play second base. I would think it's an easier position. I mean, you have to really undo years and years of muscle memory on turning the I'm just double shocked. and stuff. I'm like shocked that. with the length of the deal. Um, just especially at the timing. Now everybody like you know. It seemed like all these contracts were starting to kind of fall apart a little. Then all of a sudden, Chris Bryant gets this crazy deal from the Rockies, and then next thing you know, Story's getting six years. I did not think Story would get six years. I thought it was going to be a more of a maybe Four. a one-year flyer with with uh, Houston, or you know, a two-year deal somewhere with some flavor on the back end. I don't know. I just didn't see him getting six years. Not to say that he can't do it. Yeah, you know, he's not old by any means. I mean, getting to between twenty and twenty-five million a year. For, I just. I'm just like that. Seems like the going rate now. I know, though, but man. it seems like a head scratcher. And plus, it also it also sets the salary floor for Bogarts because they're the same age. I mean, Bogarts to me is a connection to the to the old days. So I still, even though he's still like 30, he he goes back to 2013 and so on. And 2013 gives me a connection to 07, which gives me a connection to 04. So we hang on in our household to Xander yeah. because he's a symbol of the previous era, where there, whereas nobody else on the team right. is like that. That so, was Brett Gardner, and now he's gonna basically gone from the Yankees. But let's talk about the floor you're talking about with the salary, right? Now, the same thing with Judge, right? They, they said... The, it came right out and said that Aaron Judge is going to get a contract, basically. And that has to happen before the beginning of the season because Judge says he doesn't want to talk about it, blah, 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 the same old 
what all the players say. Right. So what's the ceiling for him? Now, I would say he's got to be a $30 million a year guy. Now, his age, is his age coming in? Freddie Freeman got, what, six at 30? I think his annual value was, what, 28 or something like that? Now, he stays healthier, though, than Judge, right? I mean, Judge is 29 years old. He also plays first base, which is not as, you know. Taxing a I, position. I would think, yeah. Six seven two eighty is a tough baseball body to 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 be in long. That's term. what I'm saying. There's a lot of questions there, right? I mean, you would think Aaron Judge is going to want a six year. I've been saying all along, six years, two hundred million. Give him six years, two hundred million. Now, I said that like almost probably a year ago, I think, and some people looked at me like I was crazy. But now, going with what people are getting, players are getting, I don't think that's necessarily bad if you're going to get someone that's going to make you a ton of money at the gate and on the back. If you end. look at his numbers, and again, like if you go back to his first last year was the best year he had in terms of plate appearances and other things. Now, other he, than 2017? Yeah, he produced much bigger numbers in 2017, but I mean, if you took a guy, if you closed your eyes and say a guy had 600 plate appearances, hit 39 out, 98 RBI, you would say he's worth that money you just said. Yeah. Well, look what Carlos Correa got. He he batted what, like two sixty eight or two seventy last year. Right, but he's a more impactful position, and I think Correa's younger. But like, yeah, Correa's twenty eight or yeah. twenty seven. So again, that's a, that's a tough call. That age 31, 30, 31 now in Major League Baseball is a real tough call. That's it. That you're look at. I mean, six year contract. That's a big risk for any player. But it's funny. A year ago or two years ago. We were talking about those kids in their young twenties getting ten-year deals. Yeah. That was the big trend. Like, let's get the, let let's get the um, Guerrero Juniors and the the Tatis Juniors signed long term. And you think at the end of those deals, they're thirty-two, thirty-three. Which, but, but but I actually think I don't like the AAVs. The a- annual average of those those deals. I think that those are ridiculous. But in some ways, it's smarter to sign a twenty-two or twenty-three-year-old to a ten-year deal than a thirty-one. To a five or six year. Absolutely, deal. I agree, hundred percent. I mean, the Braves right now are, are. I look at them like they are probably the team to beat. Obviously, because they won the World Series, but they're still stacked. And no one's talking about the fact that Ronald Acuna Jr. is coming back, and he has got right. one of the most team friendly deals in baseball. And they need him. They they need him. I I think that I actually believe as good as he is. I believe in sort of chemistry, karma, and leadership, and I, I don't think Atlanta Absolutely. will win again without Freddie Freeman. So I, I, I think it'll be great that they'll be competitive, but with what the Mets have done and everything, I just don't, I don't see Atlanta coming close to repeating. Even though you're right, they're still on paper very good. I just think that Freeman was the hardest soul of that team. And yeah, <clears throat> it's going it. to be interesting to see what happens. Again, like we said, it all comes down to health. All comes down to health. So it's John Senecal, Brian Shackman here, episode 67 of Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Let's sort of wrap it up with, you know, I, Luke Voigt. I mean, I don't know. I mean, once they signed Anthony Rizzo, you assumed he was gone, correct? Yeah, I mean, I think for as, as Yankee fans in general, I think, you know, we all assume Luke Voigt was gone last year um, at some point. But he came back and he, he made some smoke saying he deserves a play. He's a former home run champion. I don't think he's been happy with the Yankees for at least a year now, I'm guessing. And then, you know, this what if this latest thing is true, that Rizzo came into camp and stood up to him because he was dogging on the younger players and there was a bunch of, you know, friction or whatever. Um, I, I, I doubt that's the reason he was traded. I'm sure that was going to happen anyways. But it'd be interesting to see. I haven't heard anybody else talk about that yet, but it'll be interesting to see. Um, and it also shows you, I think, you know, if Rizzo does come in, you know, it's not like he just came into camp. He was on the team last sure. year. Sure. So. And I'm on, I'm on Team Rizzo before I'd be on I Team Voight. I love Rizzo. So, Big fan. But the thing that I also would say, it's not like they've traded him to the Marlins. They traded him no. to a team where there's an opportunity. And he's going to play. Up. He'll probably play every day there. 
because they have now a DH in the NL, and he's on the Padres. Who he'll fit in great there. He'll get to spin the thing around his neck if they're still doing that, and and show off his guns, and he'll have a good time. I have no. But he's no on. A, my point is, he's on a good team. Yeah, yeah. He's not toiling. He's not toiling. That's for sure. Yeah, he's not going to be on. You know, the rebuilding Orioles or some garbage or the D-backs or something. You know, he's on a team that has super high expectations and probably. I don't know. Do you think the NL West is more competitive than the AL East? I mean, I don't know. No, I don't think so. Not right now. I mean, I I still think the Dodgers are just so. I mean, the Dodgers don't, don't even know if they're going to get Trevor Bauer back. He's still on administrative leave till at least the second week of I don't the season. Think, I don't think he'll pitch for them again, though. But I, think, I mean, like they are such a powerhouse. They yeah. got rid of Kenley Jansen. They're not even going to miss that guy. Right. So I mean, I still think. I mean, in the grand scheme of things. The team with the biggest paycheck, usually, you know. Yeah, they're certainly getting the playoffs, that's for sure. I still don't – so unhappy about 12 teams in the playoffs. I just I just think that the baseball is getting rid of all the things that make it unique. I know everyone gives me crap. Like, I didn't – I know it was a competitive disadvantage to not have a DH in the NL, but I, I liked how it was different. And, like, oh, call me a nostalgic, call me an old boob. I don't care. Like, I liked it. And also, I liked the fact that it was hard to make the playoffs. It was really frustrating to go a whole season and have a one-game wild card so I didn't like that. I, I would actually. I, I would yeah, have rather. I would have rather gone. given the wild card a series. Yeah. Than add more teams. Yeah. That's what I would have preferred. You want more games, more money? Then give me two out of three. Yeah, I hate that one game crap. It's baseball. just. I mean, it's such a letdown if you worked so hard to get the playoffs, and then boom, you got one day. You got one day, and if it doesn't go right for you, forget about it. Well, baseball really isn't about one day. You play 162 games to separate the separate people, right? Yeah. And so. I just find that a one-game thing is just sort of antithetical to baseball in general. Um, all right, John. Good stuff. It is what it is. We'll see what happens. Hopefully these teams stay healthy because it's going to be fun to watch. I'm yep. glad baseball's back. Yeah, I know. Me too. And I'm glad my kids are playing now too. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. This has been Episode 67 of Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. The MLB app. You can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.